Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get free download and free 30-day trial at www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's www.audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we'll be reviewing... The Cloverfield Paradox, and continuing our road to the Oscars. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And where are we going? Ozzy, how are you doing? I am doing good, man. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. I forgot to tell you, man, and this is probably something we should have talked about off air, but whatever. We got our first Audible check. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably something you should have told me off air. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that leads us to the one thing. Thank you for everyone who has gotten an Audible trial. With our uh, link, audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. And if you haven't done it yet, it's free. You should do it. We get, and it's a way you can help us out without costing you anything. So you should check it out. Audibletrial.com slash screenfellows. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say thank you guys again for supporting us and helping us out with the Audible Trials. And again, just thank you for always tuning in and listening to us. And, you know, being patient with us, because I know we release late episodes sometimes. It happens. It happens. So, I appreciate it. (laughs) All right. Well, before we actually get into the whole Cloverfield situation, um, the movie's called, what, Cloverfield Paradox, excuse me, lost it for a second there, we are going to be talking about some of these trailers that have come out in recent days. Now, these did not come out on the Super Bowl, which is why we didn't talk about them during the Super Bowl trailer recap thing that we did on our last episode. So, they came out like a couple days after. So, we're going to talk about them now. And the trailers we're going to be talking about are two um, Marvel characters, but not in the MCU. Kind of. We don't know about Venom. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Venom trailer and the Deadpool trailer. Ozzy, you want to start with Venom? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Um, uh, let's <laughs> see. Um, it's truly never really get me pumped. I, I, I don't know what to tell people. I, you know, I got everybody. I mean, I've read some. It's been a very mixed, uh, mixed received trailer. Because, um, you know, you have some people who are super excited. You have some people that are, you know, at least interested. And you have some people just like, it doesn't look good at all. Um, I mean, it's a teaser. I can't say that I'm excited. I, you know, I wanted this trailer to show me Venom, at least Venom, so that I can be, so I can be faithful in Sony (laughs) and be like, okay, like, you know, you messed up Venom. You know, let me at least see him to make sure you're doing a good job out of him. And um, I haven't seen him, so I can't, I can't really say anything. We just had a couple of scenes here and there. Um, I'm excited for Tom Hardy. I don't know if this is going to be a part of the MCU, but there was reports that Tom Holland was actually 
in, but he was actually on set, not as not as Spider-Man, but as Peter Parker. So there is rumors about that floating around. Um, I did get a notification from IMDb, and Tom Holland's name did pop up. So again, I'm not sure. Um, I think the one of the like major heads of Sony said that Venom is a part of the MCU. So again. That was the, but that was the yeah. whole thing with Kevin Feige's yeah. face. So he was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa!" That's why it's so messy. <laughs> we don't know. This is a surprise yeah. to me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, not that, not that I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, I, like I, I've said this on the podcast I think before. I would love for Venom to be a part of the MC. Um, I would love for him to be a part of the MCU. I think it'd be great. I would be excited to have that. You know, have that happen. But. Um, uh, you know, again, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's very, very difficult when I, it comes to, uh, you know, different film companies really working together. And, yeah. And try to, so, All yeah. right. As for me with this trailer, I, I know everyone's going to think that I'm just like, oh, you don't like any trailers or, you know, the, all the trailers are underwhelming to you. But um, the ones in the past couple of days, for the most part, have been. <laughs> for, I'm sorry. Um, and this one, this is just another one for me. Um, it's, it just feels really kind of generic and at times kind of silly. Like there's a scene in the trailer when Tom Hardy's like on a motorcycle and like things explode like in perfect synchronization behind him, and it's just like, okay, like what does this have to do with anything? Like. Honestly, if the title didn't say Venom, would you know it's a Venom movie? No. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that's the thing. And that's the thing. That's the, one of the problems that I have with this movie. Um, and that's my fear for this movie. I, I, I mean, hey, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't read any. I mean, I have a few Venom comics, but I haven't really read anything recent. I haven't read a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, my fear is that he just doesn't have a lot of rogue, like a lot of rogues gallery to really go through. And Venom is a villain, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this film is really shooting for. But, for okay. me, that, like the, yeah. I've said this before, my introduction to Venom would have been in a Spider-Man movie. And then you could you could have a back pilot off of that. Mm-hmm. And then you can do like a Venom and Carnage movie. Yeah, and then, you know, something like that. I mean, that's something that I would have did. What I would have done because I actually have a comic with Venom um, and Carnage. Uh, with, you know, when it when it comes to the birth of Toxin, I'm not saying you know, you know, you know, uh, do do a Toxin. You know, let's let's you know, do, you know, invite Toxin into the into the cinematic universe. But that story is actually a really good story. Mm-hmm. It invites you know the main characters there. Is is Venom? Is Carnage? And it you know and is Toxin? But I'm pretty sure that the MCU at this point in time has been good with kind of switching the storylines a little bit to have them make sense in the cinematic universe. So if they didn't want to showcase Toxin in the cinematic universe, I feel like that I feel like that story would have been would have been good to showcase. I do think that the story of um, Peter Parker having that having the symbiote. Um, I think that's just I think that's just such a great story, and um, I think it should have been a part of his of his mythology in the MCU. Yeah, uh, I actually the, the thing that intrigues me about this movie and the vibe that I got from it that I was kind of enjoying, the, and this is the probably the thing I like most about the trailer was 
that it did feel like a villain story. Now, we don't know for sure. We don't know what what direction they're going to take this. We don't know if this will be a villain origin story. We don't know if they're going to do make him a hero and take it the Agent Venom route or whatever they have been doing in the comics as of late. I don't think they're doing that anymore, but that was a storyline at least before. I don't know if they're going to take it that route. I don't know if they'll take it the villain route. But the vibe I got from this trailer is that they're going to take it a villain route, kind of. Maybe Tom Hardy's character is going to be kind of conflicted and battling with the mind of this symbiote or whatever we don't know exactly the trailer doesn't tell us much but again and that's probably a big problem with this trailer is that we don't know like i get it it's just a teaser you don't want to give it too much away the movie's not until october i get it but you know the trailer should give you an idea of what the movie is obviously without if even though it's a teaser you can do that without like spoiling the whole movie or without giving us the the story you don't have to give us a story yet that's not what i'm asking for i'm just asking for it to feel like what you're going to make this movie feel like and if it's going to be 90% without the symbiote then like, why is it even called Venom? It's just, I don't know. The whole thing is really confusing to me. But I hope that it does go into, I, I honestly want it to be like he is a villain. This is kind of his origin story. And, or, and kind of Tom Hardy's character is conflicted and battling with this. Uh, he refers to in the trailer the demon within him or something like that. I want to I want to feel that and I think Tom Hardy does have the acting chops to be able to bring that to bring that to the forefront so I'm hopeful but the trailer doesn't this is all me basing it off of what they could do with the story and what they could and what Tom Hardy could do with the character this is not based on the trailer this my hopefulness it's not because the trailer let's be honest it's just not that good it's not so that's what I got yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, everybody's excited for this movie. I mean, I really don't. Um, I'm still kind of am too, even though the trailer's not good. I still kind of am too, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, again, I don't know how to feel about this movie. The director is Ruben Fleischer. Um, he's directed. I'm looking. Trying, I'm trying to go to his IMDb. Um, he's direct. He was the director of Zombieland, Thirty Minutes or Less. He produced Gangster Squad and and uh, he also produced Two Night Stand. So I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about the director. I just don't know. All I know is that it does have a pretty stacked cast. Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, um, Michelle Williams as Ann Wyang, yep. um, Johnny Slate was in the movie. Um, th- I mean, I think Woody Harrelson is in there. Whereas Ahmed, which Carlos, you know that yep. you know that you know that actor from um, I think was it Night? I think that was the show. The yep. Night of, yeah. Um, and, and then you also have a lot of, yeah. I mean, you also have a lot of rumored on, on here, and uh, one of the rumored from from um, from IMDb is Peter is Tom Holland as Peter Parker. So again, I don't know. Um, I, I hope it is in the MCU. I hope it is in the MCU. Yes, I, I think it would be a huge mistake of Sony and of Marvel, uh, Marvel like the MCU to to not have him be a part of that. And I'm sure Sony would love it to be in the MCU. It's just a matter of does Marvel think it fits and. That's an interesting question. We don't know. (laughs) We'll see, I guess. Uh, All right, well, let's move on to another Marvel slash not Marvel property, and that is Deadpool. The Deadpool 2 trailer has dropped. Ozzy? I'm going to call it a Marvel Marvel product because 
they're in the process of buying. That's true. We're and almost Bob, and, almost full on Marvel. Bob, <laughs> yeah, and, and and Bob Iger actually released a statement and he said that, that the process is going very smoothly. So I'm still in for it. Um but I actually enjoyed this trailer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the movie's about still, but this trailer made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the shot at the shot at DC. Um, God, guys, if you have not seen this trailer, you have to see this trailer. This trailer is hilarious, and I can't wait. I can't wait. Carlos, what do you think? I really like this trailer. Uh, I know I have a reputation of being a hater of this movie. I'm not a hater of this movie. I just don't think that it is like a perfect movie. Like some people that I went to go see this movie with were saying, um, it is not. It is a okay or it's a good superhero movie but anyway uh yeah so the second the trailer for the second one it is it's really good it, it really is it very much feels like a deadpool trailer even though like we were at the beginning like i was like okay we're going in a different direction with this tone and then as soon as you think that they flip the switch on you and deadpool takes over the voiceover <laughs> and it's perfect that's exactly we we shouldn't expect anything less of them in terms of marketing i mean because if we remember the last time they have they had a historic marketing campaign last time last time around so they're it's going to be no different. They are going to, once this marketing picks up, which I'm thinking this trailer is the start of their big marketing push because this movie's coming up now. I mean, we're getting there. Um I think once we get into the swing of this marketing campaign again, it's going to be great because the marketing campaign some would argue was even better than the movie, which is crazy because it was it's just it's nuts how hilarious they were when they were uh, trying to get people to see this movie last time around. Uh, so I really liked this trailer. I liked the addition of Cable. I liked really all the additions and seeing all the supporting characters in, in this movie like or in this trailer, I think they did a good job of kind of showing off all the things that you're getting, you would be excited to see again, you know, um, without giving like we said without giving away anything because we don't really know what this story is but unlike the venom teaser where yeah we don't know what the story is for either movie based on the trailers but you know exactly what kind of movie deadpool it deadpool 2 will be based on its trailer you know exactly what it is they set up the tone they set up the idea behind the movie Venom does not. This movie definitely did. I'm sold. I, obviously, I'm gonna. See, I was gonna see this movie either way. But this trailer definitely kind of eased eased any worries I had with the whole conflict with the whole different director thing. Oh yeah, um, I'm I'm so in for this movie, man. This movie. I mean, it's, I was like saying, damn, man, like, this is crazy. Josh Brolin is wrecking shop, and then all of a sudden he's giving like this monologue, and then he just pauses it, and he's like. It's like, whoa, what the hell is up with the CGI? Brian, it's a metal arm. It's not a freaking mustache. <laughs> and then, and yeah. then he quotes Thanos and he goes, fine, I'll do it myself. And I was just like, <laughs> and I loved it. Um, and especially that last scene with, with him and his friend that's blind where they both point guns. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he has to move it forward. Oh man, I, it's just I cannot wait, and this is I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I mean Deadpool is one of the one of the best superhero movies of all time just because it's 
this it's it's so unique is which is why i'm calling it one of the best of all time it's so unique and it's just so refreshing compared to the other ones and it it makes fun of the fact that it's a superhero movie and that for me is amazing so i mean i love the first one uh and i can't wait for the second one I want to argue so many things you just said, but I'm not going to get into a Deadpool debate right now. We don't have to, Carlos. <laughs> I know, I'm not. That's I'm just I'm saying. I, you said so many things that basically triggered me, so we're going to move on. <laughs> I just said one of the best, in my opinion. No, the reasons for it being one of the best like triggered me, but we're moving on. <laughs> All right. Whatever. All right, now we're going to talk. Now we're going to review um, Cloverfield Paradox. And for those of you guys who don't, who who are still kind of really confused about this franchise, I was confused about it too because um, I was confused about it as well because I personally like I was like okay, there's some stuff in here that like doesn't make any sense, and I think that and Carlos, we probably should have discussed it before, but I think we should also have a spoiler. We're probably gonna do like a spoiler section, definitely, um, just because just because like this. This movie answers a lot of questions, yeah. and I, I still didn't even catch firsthand. And um, but it also leaves us with a lot of questions. Yeah, it uh, does leave us with a lot of questions. But but I mean, I not yet. We I won't did. go spoilers yet. By the way, we're, yeah, we'll yeah, let you know when we're going spoilers. Yeah, we're gonna do a spoiler-free review uh, first. But I mean, I actually had to go back and rewatch and go on YouTube because I mean, I had there's people that that are on YouTube that actually broke it down. And they helped, and they they helped explain it to me. So I'm here to help explain it to you. And you can also go on YouTube, guys, and 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 you know go on there, and you can just have, find like the ending of Cloverfield Paradox explained, and you know people will explain it to you. So it's 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 great uh, if you're confused. Now this is the third film in the franchise. This was released on Netflix, and um, it's about these group of astronauts who are trying to trying to basically solve an energy crisis um that can stop that basically because their their planet is on their their earth is on the brink of you know war over energy and uh if they can figure this out they can save the world so that's what this is about Mm -hmm. and carlos what do you think of this movie it's okay i mean there's not there's not too much like unfortunately i wanted this to be like oh man they're gonna tie everything together and this and it's just gonna be really cool and it's just it's fine it's not like a it's not bad i don't think it's bad but i don't think it's particularly good it's just a it's unfortunately it's just an average sci-fi movie it's just like the story is i will give it this the story is pretty interesting but it's just i didn't really care necessarily too much about any of these characters uh, there's a couple here and there that I like more than others, but it's just, I don't know. I, I was just underwhelmed by this movie. I really was. Um, but, again, I don't think it's bad or, by any means. It's uh, it's an entertaining enough story. Uh, but, yeah, what, what were your overall thoughts, Ozzy? Um, I was kind of confused through some of it, um, just because I was just like, okay, like, this doesn't make... This doesn't make any sense. Definitely goes um, hard into the sci-fi. It leans into the sci-fi-ness of it all. Yeah, for sure. I, I 100% agree with you on that. But, um, yeah, because, I mean, again, I mean, because I, I was trying to connect it to the... Because, you know, well, well, when I was trying to go into it, I was trying to think... I didn't, I didn't know it was 2028. 
<laughs> when I went in. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to freaking piece, I was trying to piece uh, the first one to the to the third one, piece by piece. Um, so for me, I mean, I, look, I, I have no problems with how it was shot. I have no problems with this with the well. We'll get to the CGI. We'll get to some of the CGI. But I don't have problems with the most part with the CGI. I don't have problems with with a lot of. Um, technically, I think this movie is really well done. Technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to the story, I was kind of confused a bit because they were saying it's very dialogue heavy and you have to really try to catch it. This is my problem. Okay. You know? Interesting. Um, I was watching this movie at like, like one in the morning, <laughs> you know? So that might have played into it a little bit. That may have played into it a little bit, but I mean, again, I mean, I was I was trying to pay attention for a few details. Like I said, I mean, I, I did find some of that stuff interesting, and if you paid attention for it, there were some Easter eggs, and yeah, we'll get into those Easter eggs that I personally caught just because I was like, oh well, wow, like that's really interesting. Um, I think the cast acted was the cast was really well was really good. I think the acting in here was pretty solid. Not and there's not somebody there's not anybody that really like you know. I'm not gonna give like, oh my gosh, it's such an amazing performance. But I will say the cast was, for the, you know, overall it was, they did a good job. Um, and I did, and I do like kind of the mythology that goes around this. Yeah. Um, that's what I said. It's, it's very, it's a very interesting mythology. Okay. Carlos, what do you think? In terms of positives, I, I would say I, the movie's actually pretty well acted. I mean. I'm trying to. Do you remember the main girl's name? You, you might have it up already. Um, Gugu uh, Mithbatha Ra. I'm so sorry for. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry for she, your name. I actually thought she was pretty good. Um, everyone else was all right. I mean, David Oyelowo, obviously, he is a great actor and he is really good in this movie. It's not like amazing or anything, but he was really good in this movie. Uh, so the acting is really good. The story, I. I didn't. I personally didn't have a problem following too much of it, but that's not to say that anybody else would. Obviously, obviously, you said you did, but and again, I'm sure there's tons of other people out there who had problems following it as well. Um, I actually really enjoyed this story. I think the story is the strong aspect of the movie. Um, it's it's just really fascinating, like what they the direction they decide to take it, and I'm trying to decide where I want to fit. Like, maybe we can do it at the end, um, our overall this thoughts on this franchise as a whole now, because we're three movies deep now. But it's just, I really, I'll, I'll say this now, though. I really do lo- like the idea of what they're doing, where every movie is kind of like it's an in individual story that's kind of in the same universe and kind of centered around the same event. I like that idea. Uh, now, is it always executed 100%? Well, no, but we'll get there. So I, I do really like this story. Um, I think they did a good job of getting us to feel the feel what we were supposed to feel. I think the director is actually pretty good for the most part because a lot of this movie is them feeling completely isolated and not knowing what to do. And also just panicking, trying to figure out how they can undo what they did and get back. That's the idea. And we, you do, in my opinion at least, you do feel a lot of that. Like I was like genuinely interested in how they were going to solve every issue that came up. So I did like the story in that aspect. And I actually liked the direction as well. Um, 
as for the CGI, which you kind of wanted to mention, and which we can move into negatives now, unless you have anything else. No, that's it. Yeah, uh, the CG. Uh, there's not too much of it, to be honest. Uh, there's, uh, there's definitely has its larger moments, but I honestly wasn't bothered too much by it, uh, apart from like one scene at the towards the end. Um, but it's not. I don't know. It wasn't too big of a negative for me, but obviously it was for me. Yeah, it was for it me was because for you. I mean that last scene because like that last scene because I I, I we watched a scene from the 2008 film. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> um, the two other, the 2008 film looked looked better. Um, they also could mask it a little bit more in that one because it was found footage. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I was like, eh, I mean, come on. But I mean, again, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just didn't find it interest. I just didn't find that part to be um, so so good and clean. Um, like I said, some of the story was kind of hard to hard to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wish it was kind of more, I do wish that these things were kind of more fleshed out. Um, uh, and, uh, I think that's probably it for me when it comes to negatives. I mean, what do you, what else do you got? It's just, it's a really surface level movie. There's, I feel like the concept is really, really fascinating. And that aspect of the story is really, really fascinating. Like what the movie is about, the plot is cool. But there's bigger questions that could have been asked. Like, I feel like for a movie or for a sci-fi movie to be great, it needs to ask big questions. And this movie shies away from it for the most part. Like, there's a scene, there's one, there's one part when they do kind of ask interesting questions, but not even really because it feels like it's such a duh type thing. Like, there's one character who kind of wants to go somewhere where she clearly shouldn't. Like, it was a terrible idea from start to finish, and you know it's a terrible idea. And they kind of lay out why it's a bad idea, and that was kind of interesting, but not really, because everyone watching knew. Like, there was no doubt that it was a bad idea, you know? So it's just, I wish they kind of took more time and dove into what they were doing instead of kind of just rushing through everything going through the motions of a cool story you know yeah um i mean yeah i mean, i'll agree with you i mean it was compared to the other ones this was my least favorite it's because i thought the first two were just so fascinating and they did ask questions even though the second one feels completely different from these two they all feel different um, which is what i want to talk about eventually but yeah yeah i mean i mean i would say the second one is way sound like it feels way more different um but yeah i mean i, I agree with you when it comes to the just because it doesn't it doesn't you know you don't feel it yeah um you don't feel the difference when it comes to like a sci-fi movie and like yeah. you said i agree with that statement they ask questions um and they they challenge you a bit and I didn't particularly feel challenged. The only challenge I felt was trying to follow the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we're going to – you want to talk spoilers now? Yes. Uh, well, hold on. We, should we rate the movie first and then dive into it? Yes. I'm going to give this movie a six. Yeah, I'm at the same – I'm at the same thing. It's a six. It's, it's an okay movie. It's just – it's not bad. It's not necessarily good. It's just – it's fine. So – 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to kind of dive into this movie more in depth. If you don't want to hear anything about this movie, then skip ahead. Honestly, there's not, I mean, uh, what you think might be a spoiler is a spo- is basically a spoiler. So uh, it's just, I, I don't know. There's not too much, too many big reveals as well. It's more, we're just discussing how it ties into the rest of the movies. Uh, so if you care about that, then skip ahead. The time codes will be in the description. If you don't care, then enjoy the discussion. And if you've seen the movie, enjoy the discussion and join in with the discussion on Twitter. All right. Uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Ozzy, what do you want to discuss in particular? Um, about how they really are all connected. Yes. Um, and, and how I basically, I mean, I had to have it explained to me, like I said. So for those of you guys who don't know, trust me, like we were confused just as I was. Um, trust me, like, I mean, it's, they explained it to me and that's where I got interested. Um, cause to me, this, I, the movie was at a five when I, when I, when I watched it initially. Um, and I had like, just because I wasn't really, I was kind of bored throughout the movie, but once, once, you know, I got explanation, I was like, okay, it's, it's interesting. So I bumped it up to like a six. Um, so basically they're all connected through, this is like a multiverse basically which got me which got me like interested because there's three separate movie there's three separate movies and how they all feel different and i remember watching the second one with carlos and i was like there was no spaceships in the first one like what are they doing like what the hell is going on and then cloverfield paradox if you guys pay attention to the to the guy who was on the phone who was, who was doing the interview first of all i think he's either related to I need to bring I need to pull this up or whatever the actress I mean the the lady who is interviewing this guy she's actually in the second one Carlos I don't know if you remember really yeah she's actually in the second one and she she's actually the lady um spoilers for the other two movies by the way guys um for those of you guys who haven't seen it she's actually the the woman who tries to get in right right yeah right and then uh let me go to let me go to Cloverfield um real quick Cloverfield I think it's already up, but let me go to Cloverfield Ten Lane. Um, Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Yes, uh, he plays um, John Goodman plays Howard. Uh, he his last name is actually is actually the the same guy that this other guy plays who's being interviewed. I thought mm-hmm. like his brother or something. Um, so it's small details like like that that got me interested, you know, because they have the same last name, and. Um, you know, one of the big things about this film was was the slush show, um, just because of because because of J.J. Abrams. You know, he's he's uh, what's one of his that's one of the Easter eggs that he adds is the always having the slush show ad there. But anyways, this is just small. That's, that's a small yeah. thing. But anyways, those the two the two things that I just mentioned when it comes to the actress who is who was in the second one. Um, who is now being like? Who is now an interviewer? Uh, who is now a journalist? Shall I say? It it, it de- that just confirms that it is basically a multiverse, right? And um, basically, what he what the what the what the guy she's interviewing says is like, listen, like this could break all like space and time, and it can release a bunch of monsters and demons, and everybody basically thinks he's crazy. But. Um, they they get I guess they overloaded the power and they got shot through another dimension, um, and that right there is basically how the Cloverfield monster came to be. Now 
Um, that explanation to me made a ton of sense, and I was like, that is crazy, because um, they all take place in different times as well. The first one takes place in 2008, the second one takes place in 2016, and this one takes place in 20, uh, 2028, and uh, you can just see all the different results, basically, or basically the different threats. Um, I heard that the first monster, the first Cloverfield monster, is like a baby, because like I was thinking about it when I first watched it. I was like, "Whoa! Like that, there is no way that this is connected. Like, how can this be connected? Like, this monster is huge." And the third one, like he just pops out of the skyline. He's absolutely humongous. Um, so basically, like for me, there and from what I've been explained, um, is this is all like a this is all like a multiverse. And each movie is set on a different Earth, which which is what I find interesting. Yes. Um, Carlos, I probably confuse people. <laughs> basically, uh, yeah. multiverse, um, same of same same kind of occurrence, just happening just happening at different times. Yes. in each Earth. And I heard that the fourth. I heard they're making a the fourth one. That's already shot, and I believe I that's believe coming so. out. Yeah. I believe that's coming out in October. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Yeah. So this franchise is endlessly fascinating to me. I don't. It's not like my favorite franchise. Uh, I think that if we're being honest, they've made two okay movies and one good movie. Um, so it's not like a great franchise by any means. But I think it's interesting because what they've done by making them so loosely connected, like you, you like you're saying with the multiverse type things and just having Easter eggs here and there, has allowed them to just basically do what in a way what marvel says that they do all the time which is by making different movies in different genres and and making different kinds of movies but they're all in the same universe which let's be honest it's like with marvel it's kind of like they make marvel movies with a hint of that other genre right but with this they're literally making like i mean the 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 second one is a straight up thriller like it's just a thriller with at the end which and funny enough is my least favorite part of the movie at the end it turns into kind of a sci-fi movie but the majority of the second one is a thriller this one is pure sci-fi through and through it just is the first one is a found footage movie that's also a sci-fi movie so they there it lets them play so much with the different styles and different genres in a way and it's just, it's fascinating. I really, I really enjoy and am interested in the way that they're making these movies. Uh, so, yeah, and a lot of the things that tie it together, um, and it's especially in this movie, let's stick with this movie, I guess. I have also heard the theory that maybe the Earth that they visit, or the Earth that they are or the dimension or universe that they're in that they accidentally go to in this movie is the universe of the, of the first movie. Because in the first movie, I believe they mentioned something about a ship or spaceship crashing and it awakening whatever this thing is. Yeah, but that's actually a satellite, basically, that, yeah. that, that does that. Um, well, they, not... say, they say satellite, but you never know. It's just... I, the, the reason why I wouldn't say that is because it's just a theory I've heard. Say. I'm not saying. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, I mean, the reason why I just particularly wouldn't agree with that is because I mean, like when they're dropping, you see the Cloverfield monster popping up as soon as it happens, like mm-hmm. automatically, and he's huge in the skyline. Um, 
we didn't see that in the first initial movie. Like that's where that's where I'm saying like it's a different it's a different universe. Whoa, um, no, and, no, I'm talking about the second Earth that they go to. Yeah, I know. Where you're talking about where they drop the the satellite. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, I, I'm what, confused. Yeah. Just confuse me, man. No, I'm talking um, about. Okay, so in the first movie, right? Or yeah. Yeah. Okay. In or yeah, in the first movie, there's the, like they they say something about some sort of satellite or some sort of ship crashing. I can't remember exactly what it is. Something crashing and that awakening whatever this is, or at least they think it awakens whatever this is. Obviously, we know that's probably not the case now. Um, and then in this third one, you know how they accidentally go to another universe? I'm saying yeah. the universe that they accidentally go to is the one from the first one. Because in that one, or it, when we're talking to that sh- that uh, or astronaut or whatever, that, per- that person who gets stuck in the wall when they're talking to her, she says their ship crashed. Um, they either said a couple... Or no, they they got they they got news feeds from the Earth, and it they were saying that it crashed a couple weeks or months ago, or I don't remember what they said, but I'm just saying that the ship that they were on could have been the thing that crashed down in the first one, and then yeah, I don't know, it's confusing. <laughs> this whole parallel universe thing is really confusing. Yeah, you just you just reconfused me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a theory. It's not maybe people can interpret what I was just saying, but I don't know. It it, it made sense in my head. But anyway, uh, yeah, I I'm interested more in the way they're making these movies than actually in these movies. I don't know how would you rank these movies, Ozzy? And kind of do you think that like it's a successful franchise like what what do you say i wouldn't say it's a successful franchise i mean i i mean you're not getting me excited like whenever a cloverfield movie comes out like you're not seeing me go like yeah man like i, I like i need to see this movie or whatever um i'm just like yeah i mean i'll go see it i mean i really liked the first one i really did just because like for me that was my first found footage film so like i just really found it unique how they shot it and everything um that, that that's where I got it from. I'm sure that that uh, Matt Reeves got the idea from somewhere else when it comes to found footage films. But that was like oh, yeah. for me, um, that was like wow. Like I've never seen a movie saw like that before. I found that really super interesting, and I just love the way he did it. Um, so for me, I was like okay, like I really like this. So yeah, second one, um, I really liked it, but the ending just felt completely tacked on. Because for me, for me, that should have just been like a different thing, you know. It, it uh, a definitely different story. does. <laughs> yeah, um, it feels me, so the, different. Yeah, like don't get me wrong, I, it's a good, it's a good movie. It just feels tacked on at the yeah. end. It's just like, yeah, here's a Cloverfield. Just, just so you know, it's Cloverfield. Yeah. And for me, as I was just, I just would have gone maybe a particularly different route. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the like how the second one w- was handled. Yeah. Um, the third one, it was all right. Yeah. It was right. Nothing crazy. Nothing so you would you go bad. one two three or would you go two one three? One two three. Oh really? Okay. See, I would definitely go two one three. I think the first one is it's it's again it's fine. It's just uh, it, yes, is it unique because it is a sci-fi found footage movie? Yes, of course, that's very unique. But <laughs> like I've said before, just because it's unique doesn't make it good. 
I, I think I think it's okay. I, I don't remember much from the first one, to be honest. Maybe I need to watch again. Maybe I like it a lot more this this, this time around because uh, I, I haven't watched it in a long time. But anyway, uh, the second one, I completely agree with you. I have for a long time now, or ever since the movie came out, basically said that it's one of the biggest examples of a movie suffering from its third act. Like, this movie was great for two acts. And then the third one, the third act is just, it does feel tacked on. It feels very much like, whoa, we're in a different movie right now. <laughs> like, what the heck? Um, and it's funny because, and now this kind of can kind of transition into the discussion on its marketing and how they've marketed these movies. Because if you remember with 10 Cloverfield Lane, they, it was, it was titled something else up until like a week before the movie came out. You remember that? Yeah. So it, it I can't remember what the other title was. I should have pulled it up, but it was titled something else. They had posters in theaters for something else. And then the trailer came out and it had the 10 Cloverfield Lane title and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, that's it's, it's a Cloverfield movie." Um so they've always marketed this in interesting ways, but it's funny because with the second one it, just like how the marketing at the last second shows you that it's 10 Cloverfield Lane, it just, that's how the movie is <laughs> at the last second you're like oh yeah it's a cloverfield movie and it very much feels like okay like okay sure um so yeah and then with this one now i i figured they'd do something crazy with like how they marketed this movie especially since they pulled it and there was like some sort of weird bidding more with paramount or whatever but then to do what they did a lot of people are saying this is a game changer when it comes to netflix and not necessarily in the movie's quality. I think it's pretty much overall the overall consensus is that the movie is okay to not so good. But just in the way they released this movie, I really want to talk about that. Because they released one trailer the day that the movie dropped. And that's it. Now, I think it takes a certain kind of movie to be able to do that. And I think putting Cloverfield in the name definitely helps. Because people recognize that name and go... Oh, that's awesome. And then they find out, oh my gosh, it's coming out tonight. And then it almost became like a live event. Like everyone was watching this movie basically right after the Super Bowl. If they weren't watching This Is Us or after This Is Us, they were watching this movie. And everyone's tweeting about it. All reviews are going up all at once. Uh, like uh, like uh, if you watch, if you were looking at the Letterboxd app, everyone was posting about this movie all at once. It became kind of like a live event. And I don't think every movie that, if they ever do this again, I don't think any, just any movie can do that. But I was, I, I don't know. I think this is interesting. And I think Netflix could, will definitely try something like this again. And if it works again, then we could be looking at a new way for Netflix to be releasing movies. Yeah, I mean, just drop the trailer the day before it comes out. <laughs> yeah, or the day <laughs> of in Cloverfield's, uh, in Cloverfield's situation. So I don't know. It's just it's interesting to me. Uh, but they've always again they've always marketed these movies fat, in a weird way. Um, I, I think the first one had they they it was in the, I think they had like a um, a viral campaign where they like had this website that they were sending around and things like that. Um, 
which again, it's not the, they're not the first movie to do that. I think probably the most famous movie for a viral um, campaign other than Deadpool now, because Deadpool definitely had a viral type campaign. But I think the most famous early one is probably the Blair Witch Project for that. Uh, which again, another found footage movie, but that was really early. That was early, early internet, if I believe. Um, but anyway, so I don't know. It's just, this movie is more interesting than good to me in a lot of ways, but I think it's interesting to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was just really shocked when it came out, but yeah, I mean, I really agree with you. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think that they could release more movies like this? I think it'd be a challenge and also a backlash because this movie's not getting great reviews. If you think about it, I mean, this movie's not getting great reviews. So yeah, but that I mean, has nothing to do with how they released it. It's just the movie is uh, underwhelming. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is don't get me wrong. It's a game changer. I agree with you when it comes to game changing, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it could do some. Some good. I don't know. I mean, yeah, and ultimately, it doesn't. Netflix doesn't really care. I mean, obviously, they care how the movie's reviewed, but they care more about how many people watched it when they released it. I'm sure. So, uh, we'll see. I don't know. And you know, Netflix never releases their numbers, so we'll never actually know how many people watched it, um, unless they eventually do. I think. Release I think numbers. this movie probably broke Netflix because <laughs> I, I heard that like the movie started to freeze. Really? Yeah, for yeah. some people that were like watching it because it was just. Everybody was watching it at once. Yeah. So it had like they had like a problem. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's what I heard. So interesting. I don't know. All right. Well, I guess let's move on to our Oscar discussion. Today we're going to be talking about uh, adapted screenplay. And Seems to have forgotten about that. Yes, I did. I was like, I was like, what is it? Adapted screenplay. Yes. It feels, it feels weird because we. I feel like we haven't talked about Oscars in a minute. We haven't. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had an episode where we didn't talk about it, and then wait, did we have two where we didn't talk about it? Or no, we I haven't. don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we're we're gonna talk about adapted screenplay today. Uh, yeah. Uh, and honestly, this one should be go or should go by pretty quick because there's not too too much to say about this category. To be honest, uh, I think they did a decent job with it. I, I think there's one definitely that Ozzy's really going to disagree with, but um, we'll that see. I, that, oh, I mean, well, I'm I'm gonna find the list right now and then and then I'll read it to you guys. And <laughs> we'll we'll go from there. All right, so. <laughs> Adapted screenplay, Call Me By Your Name, screenplay by James Ivory. Uh, Disaster Artist, screenplay by Scott, oh boy, um, Scott Nutel, uh, Scott Neustad Tur. I don't know, Carlos, can you pronounce that last name? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry, man. So sorry. You're great. Um, and Michael H. Weber and Logan, screenplay by Scott Frank and James Mangold and Michael Green, story by James Mangold. Molly's Game, written for written for the screen by Aaron Sorkin, and Mudbound, screenplay by Virgil Williams and E. Rees. Um, there's one very sore, you know, spine out here. This <laughs> really, really sharp one that just sticks out like a like a sore thumb. Molly's Game should not be there on there. I don't care how good Andy Aaron Sorkin is as a writer. That's fantastic. No, that should not be on there. For me, that is an absolute, it's absolutely horrible. I just, no, I would not have done that. What would you put in there instead? I would put Wonder. I would put Wonder Woman even. Like, that's just, for me, that that 
like her that script did not. I wasn't thinking, man. The script is so good. The script is so good. I was not thinking that. There's not, there's not a line in there that I can think of. Where I'm just like, you know, that's that's that I can think of from that movie. There's lines in Logan that I remember. There's lines in the Disaster Artist that I remember. Even calling by your name, Mudbound. There, there are lines in there that I remember because there's just there's lines in there that are so powerful. They're so riveting. You know, those are you know these movies are some of the best quoted movies of 2017 but this one molly's game it just doesn't for me it doesn't um so i wouldn't i wouldn't have done it. i probably would have put wonder honestly just because it's such just because it 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 te- i mean it's it's a light-hearted film and on top of that i mean it 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 teaches it, it teaches everybody of all ages just you know to to accept people for who they are and to not be mean about it you know but um I mean, yeah, that's why I would have put it on there. And I think it's also, there's, I mean, there's, there's lines from even that movie that I remember. So, um, yeah, uh-huh. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have. I don't know why you really strongly dislike Wonder. You're I, absolutely right. Look, Wonder's fine. It's just, it's not amazing. It's, I wouldn't, I, I also would take Molly's game out. I, I think that is def- that one is definitely a name value one. Yes, the dialogue is fascinating, and I think the dialogue is uh, clearly a strong suit. But the story is—I just don't like how how it was transferred over for a movie. I really don't. So I, this, the 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 screenplay just as a whole is problematic. It's just not. Uh, just because he, it's like Aaron Sorkin dialogue and just because he's Aaron Sorkin doesn't mean you should nominate him. And I, he's definitely in that, <laughs> he's almost in that, then that uh, Meryl Streep kind of thing where it's like, he's going to get praised no matter what. Every time he writes something, he's going to get praised. Um, and sometimes most, a lot of the time nominated. Um, even though I feel like he has less nominations than most would guess. But anyway, uh, if I'm taking Molly's game out, I would probably put, uh, I would put it in, and you didn't see it, but it, I mean, it's really good. It, it's it's really funny, and it's got great characters that, for the most part, you get attached to. There's some that don't hit as much as others, but whatever. Um, the scares actually work, and I know a lot of that time, a lot of that has to do with the director, but I do like how this movie was overall written. I think the screenplay is definitely a strong suit for this movie. And, you know, let's bring some variety to these nominations. I think most of these are um, dramas. And, I mean, there's one... Logan is the only uh, non-drama. So, and even that's kind of a drama. It's a superhero drama, action. It's a lot of things. But, obviously, Logan definitely kind of stands out in that aspect. Um... But yeah, I'm good with Call Me By Your Name, definitely. I am really good with The Disaster Artist. It was snubbed in a lot of other categories, so it definitely deserved the nomination here. Uh, yeah, Mudbound, I'm okay with. It's not like, I didn't, I definitely, I would, I, if it was something else, I would be okay with it. But it, it, if it being Mudbound, it being Mudbound is fine. Uh, the other one that I wanted to mention that... I'm not 100% sure that this would have counted an adapted screenplay. I don't know. Because it's a sequel to a movie that is based on a book. So, and I think they take... I think they might still take elements from the book. 
Well, obviously, because the characters from the first movie, which are in the book, so it's it's adapted screenplay. I, I'm going to say it's adapted screenplay. And if I'm counting it as adapted screenplay, it's Blade Runner 2049. I wouldn't count it as screenplay, but I mean. What, what would you count it as? Original screenplay? Well, well okay, yeah, that's the other option. Great. <laughs> Bad question for me. <laughs> but anyway. Well, yeah, bad question by me. But anyway, what like, but it's based or it's a sequel to a movie that's based on a book and it uses characters from the book. Yeah, but I mean, this is an original, but yeah, but he's using, he's writing his own story though, based on those characters. So it's yeah, not but like, it's still based. It's the same thing with freaking but it, no, Logan. But yeah, but like, yeah, but Logan's getting, it's, it's getting its fundamental base storyline from an actual comic based on old man logan its fundamental storyline is that it's not like it's not like you know wolverine it's not like for instance um you know wonder woman comes out with a sequel that's based on like just purely the director yes she's using the character of wonder woman but at the same time um it's not yeah you can say yeah it's based off the character but this is a completely different storyline like that is the director's idea that is i'm looking this that up is, um, that is from uh, from the mind of the director um, or the producer, whoever wrote it, but it's not okay. But even even if you don't consider it, I think the Academy would. Um, I don't think the Academy would just because again the Academy is mean, very strict about these things. It who, think, who, all right, who, a couple years who, ago, this is going to be my prime example about how strict they are about it being adapted versus original. Whiplash, which uh, 2014 came out in 2014, was up for best adapted screenplay. Even though it was written and obviously directed by Damien Chazelle out of his own mind. And the reason that it, it was adapted was because he had previously made a short film called Whiplash. Where he had previously made himself, Damien Chazelle had made a, screen, or made a short film called Whiplash. And then when he made the feature length version, they said... It's based on your short film, so it's adapted. That's how strict the Academy is when it comes to this thing. And yeah, but I mean, like, he originally made the thing, though. What? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hold I don't on. Know. I'm looking I don't it think up. It, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. According to this, it, it does. It's adapted. So. According to what? what, what uh, awardswatch.com, where they kind of go and predict things, and, or they were predicting things beforehand, and it was in the adapted screenplay category when they were trying to predict things. I don't think it was. Besides, I mean, these you're using, like, a lot of new characters. You have some... But it's based on the original characters, and if it... <laughs> well, okay, think about it this way. Think about it this way. If I were to write a book about characters... In the original Blade Runner, right? If I were to write a book about it and then try to sell it, would I not get sued because it's based on something else? It's based on other characters. I'm not okay. I'm saying it's based off of characters, but what I'm main, what I'm fundamentally <laughs> saying is the story itself is not based. Like no it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's stupid. <laughs> I think that's absolutely ridiculous. But whatever. <laughs> if it's based on not original characters that it is not an original screenplay that's my point but anyway uh, i mean okay if that's the argument then sure like if that's how you're gonna do that then sure yeah but if you're asking me for my personal opinion okay, i don't think i don't think that it would be considered that because at the same time you're writing 
you're writing your own story using somebody else's characters. So yeah, like it's based off of those characters. So like if you're gonna do adaptive characters, sure. But for me, like adaptive screenplay means the characters are in the screenplay. So I mean, what I'm saying is adaptive screenplay for me also involves like a huge part of the screenplay is its story, and it also involves the characters. That's fine, Carlos. (laughs) For me, the sum of the the whole chunk of the freaking script is basically the the story. Yes, you're gonna have the characters in there, but. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you think. Tweet at us and tell us. Would you consider Blade Runner 2049 adapted or original screenplay? So agitated right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I didn't know this was going to start as such a big debate. But anyway. All right. Let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. If you put it in best adapted screenplay. If you did, if you were to give me that, but I'm not saying you okay. have to, but if you were. No, I'm giving it to you because, I mean, if, if, if that's what they're saying, sure, I'll give it to you. All right, all okay, right. but if you were, would you have nominated Blade Runner 2049? Would I have nominated Blade Runner 2049? Mm. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> So it's kind, know, it's kind know. of on the edge for you then. It's on the edge because I mean it was a good script. It really was a good script. Um, I you know again. I love Blade I like Runner twenty four nine. I, I, I like the for me the thing that stands out about that movie is the cinematography. Yeah, uh, clearly. The performances are fine. Nothing shiny about that. Direction is really well. Um, but I mean, it's just tough for me because uh, I I want to rewatch the movie again just mm-hmm. to to have. That just to see if I would if I would nominate it for adapted screenplay. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Right now it's on edge. It's on the edge for me. Yeah. So I don't know. But I would definitely. If I had to take Molly's game and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I would do Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah. And a heartbeat. See. I know I'm going to get crap for this, and even though I still I'm going to re reemphasize, I still have come around on this movie. I really like this movie. I probably would have put. Blade Runner 2049 ahead of Logan. Um, and Absolutely ridiculous. I really like... I, I, hold on, hold on. I really like Logan. I'm not saying that. I really love the direction of Logan, obviously the cinematography. Think about all the things that I mentioned that it should have been nominated for. I think even Hugh Jackson I would have been fine with, which I don't even think we've gotten an actor yet, have we? No, we haven't gotten an actor. We're yeah. gonna actor. So I'm going to mention him there. I don't think he should have been. Actually, na- yeah, we have gotten. We did do leading. We just haven't been supporting it. Yeah, okay. Um, um, I, I think I mentioned him in my side list there. Um, I mentioned Patrick Stewart on my side list for, or well, we haven't done supporting, but I will mention him there. Uh, there's cinematography. I I put him, I put it in the number four on cinematography. So I really like Logan. I just, I like the screenplay for Blade Runner 2049 a little more. I do. And then then it comes down to, for me, lo, if, because, okay, because if I'm bumping Molly's game, then it comes down to Mudbound or Logan for the fifth spot for me, which I would probably lean Mudbound, but I could also, I'd be totally fine with Logan. I could flip-flop either way on one of those. That's my I thing. can. Logan was one of the best adapted screenplays this year. Um, I mean... Especially, especially that last line um, that he says, "X twenty I mean, that's just some of the best writing that we've seen uh, when it comes to screen adapted screenplays all year and screenplays in general. Um, this was a, this would probably be in my top ten, maybe top fifteen uh, screenplays, and and Logan Logan was definitely 
um, really good for me. Logan is probably the one that I'm rooting for out of all of these. For me, I, I absolutely love Logan. For me, Logan has the best effort doing, just adapted. I'm giving it to Logan. For me, Logan has the best adapted screenplay. Um, See, I agree with you with the dialogue. I think the dialogue is pitched perfect in Logan. I, it's, it's great. It's there's certain story elements which I still have issues with that are written into this movie that I do not enjoy. It's particularly, kind of spoiler alert for Logan. If you haven't seen it, it's almost a year old. But if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. I do not like the way they decided to write X24 into the story. And I think that that's a, it's a major issue for me. So it's why I would probably lean Mudbound because there's no glaring issues that I have with Mudbound screenplay. And like, like we were talking about before with the whole Molly's game situation, um, dialogue is not the only aspect of a screenplay. You also have to think about the story, and for me, that is an issue that I had with the movie still, even after coming around on the movie, which, by the way, I bumped that movie up to like a nine, so I love Logan. I do not hate Logan. I'm making that clear again. I just still have issues with the X-24 thing and how they decided to write that into the story, so that's why I would probably put Mudbound ahead of Logan, but anyway. Um, I mean, I look. Don't get me wrong. I love Mad. I love Mudbound, but this was by far one of the, if not the best, uh, written, written X Men movie that we've ever gotten. I I absolutely love the script, and um, it's one of the best X Men movies that we've ever gotten too. Um, yeah. this the fact that this was even nominated was absolutely. I'm I'm at. I was overjoyed when I when I heard that this was actually nominated, but um. This to me is the best script, uh, the best adapted script screenplay of this year. Um, I'm sickened. I'm sickened by it. I All mean, right. if I'm gonna go, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna uh, do the order, it's Logan, the Disaster Artist, Mudbound, Calling by Your Name, and then all the way at the bottom of the list is Molly's Game. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, if I'm ranking like the actual nominations, then. Call Me By Your Name is one. I am baffled that you have it at four. <laughs> That's insane to me. Uh, it's a good script. I just love Logan's better. Call Me By Your Name is, in my opinion, clearly the best. I would I would grant you the disaster artist, but it's those two for me in the race for number one. But anyway, uh, it's well, Call Me By well, Your Name one. The rest for me is Logan and, and the disaster artist. Well, then I guess we both have... So if we are combining our list, then Disaster Artist would be one since we both have it too. Um, but anyway, Call Me By Your Name, Disaster Artist, then I'd probably go Mudbound, then Logan, then Molly's Game. But like I said, if I had my ideal nominations, it would be Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, It, Blade Runner 2049, and Mudbound. But I'd also be fine with Logan, so it's flip-flop there. So that would be my ideal list. Disappointed, man. I'm disappointed in you, Carlos. What would your ideal just... list be? Like, if you if you were the Academy, what would you nominate here, once and for all? Okay, comment by your name, the disaster artist, Logan, Mudbound, or to flip swatch. It's a flip flop for me because, like, I still want to look into it more. Blade Runner 2049 or Wonder. Okay. And I want to rewatch. And I want to rewatch Blade Blade Runner 2049 before I even give it a solid. Yes, I would nominate it because mm-hmm. I do. I, I haven't seen it in a while for me to go. Like, okay, it's it's a definite nom like it's a definite nom for me. Yeah. So I want to see it again just just to be just to be sure. For me, I like I said, I 
Uh, I really did like the script for the the script for Wonder. Yeah. I, mean, I know some people are gonna find it cheesy, whatever. But for me, it it has a great message in it, and um, yeah, yeah. Let me know when you rewatch that because I definitely do want to talk about that. And I, I just I really love how what they did by having it with um, Ryan Gosling's character's perspective and us thinking one thing and then it spoiler alert turning out a, diff- a completely different way that was a very mild spoiler but still gonna give the yes. warning um but i i do like so, some of the dialogue there and yeah. I, I one of the things that i wish we got more of was jared leto and i don't i don't want to turn this into blade runner 24 yeah, yeah you're good jared, jared leto if i had to give him a cameo award if i had to, if we had cameo awards in in the Oscars, I would probably give it to Jared Leto because Jared Leto just did such a phenomenal job with that film. Um, That's why we should do a Screenfellas Awards. It's an idea <laughs> I've might. thrown at you before. We, we might, we might, we might, we might. 2018, 2018 will be the year for us. 2018, 2018. Because I don't want to, dude, I mean, this year's already started. You know I what I'm know, saying? that's so, true. Fair enough. I'm saying, so like, I mean, 20, 2018, 2018. Yeah. Come back at me, November. Um, we'll talk about it, we'll talk about it, we'll all talk right. about it. But all right, <laughs> all right, um... But yeah, man. Um, Carlos, we're doing recommendations. Recommendations. <laughs> Recommend oh, what? We did not talk about this as us. I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, well, we're running kind of long. Do you still want to do it, or we can? We can. You we know can, what? Let's push we'll, it to we'll say, Saturday. Let's we'll push it to Saturday. Sorry, right. guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, that's my recommendation, guys. If you're even watching us. this as us. Oh yeah. I cried again. I, I did. I can't help it. <laughs> I really did. I really did. Um, people are just going to be like, dude, you're such a softie. And I'm just going to be like, I mean, if I'm a softie, I guess you don't have a heart. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, God, so, so good. But all right. So, Carlos, what is your recommendation? Um, my recommendation is going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> it's going to be a movie that is one of my favorites of all time that I just recently rewatched, and it is Goodfellas. I love that movie. It's it's my favorite Scorsese movie, period. And I just it makes me very excited for The Irishman. Which, speaking of Netflix movies, The Irishman, I'm I'm very interested to see what Netflix and Scorsese can do together because. I that just sounds awesome to me. So I can't wait for that movie. And if you want to know why I'm so excited, watch Goodfellas because it is one of the best movies in all time, in my opinion, and one of the, clearly one of the best gangster movies of all time. But I would also say one of the best movies of all time. Period. So check it out if you haven't. It's on Netflix. No excuses. But yeah, that's what I got. All right. Alrighty, sounds good. All right, Carlos, we're gonna people find you on social media. All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chewy456, and make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the YouTube channel, and the website. Brianna does great stuff over there. She was supposed to be on this episode, didn't work out, but hopefully she will be on the next episode. Maybe? We'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I don't want to give you guys any anything, like any confirmation, yeah. guys. But, uh, for those of you guys who are excited, you know, <laughs> with this... Fifty Shades Freed. God, I am about to throw a party because it's about to be over. I think people are really excited for this movie just because it means it's ending. <laughs> yes. I went on YouTube and I saw like a footnote of Jeremy Johns and he had like party balloons and everything because it was over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited. 
I'm it's, excited to see this movie it's just because. So weird. Just because uh, you know oh. it's gonna be over, and um, I can't wait for it to be over. And I've never said that about about anything. <laughs> I can't wait for it to be over. I've never said that in my life before, but I'm saying it now. I can't wait for the trilogy to be over. And um, yeah, we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna we're gonna have fun. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna have a bunch of fun. Maybe I even have a guest on. But whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah. God, Carlos, <laughs> I'm excited, man. I'm really excited. I'm, I yeah. seriously might live tweet this phone. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it. Do it from the screen phone's account. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Oh, another thing we should kind of get people prepared for next week is Black Panther, correct? I'm not mistaken there, yeah. right, Ozzy? All right, next week is Black Panther, so we are gonna be in a full on Black Panther mode starting. Yeah, we might do a preview episode. I don't know, maybe not. We haven't done preview episodes in a while, so we might not do it, but um, we are definitely gonna have a review and then a spoiler filled review. Uh, in the next, in the coming week or so, so definitely be on the lookout for that. We should have some awesome guests for that, so also be looking forward to that. And of course, make sure you share all over. And yeah, Audible, <laughs> AudibleTrial.com/screenballs. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, Carlos, let's sign out, man. You gotta sign out. Let's do it. Nope, you're doing it. <laughs> I know, man. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check us out on YouTube, guys. Check us out on the website. Actually, shall I say, check out Beyond the website. She's doing some great stuff over there. Like Carlos previously just said, guys, this is Screenfellas. 